Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Center for Nursing Inquiry podcast. My name is Nadine Rosenblum, and I'm bringing a feature broadcast to you today from the on-demand library section of the Shine 2021 conference. This item is called, I wish published in a scholarly journal, you can too. So listen in on our Shine conference from 2021. Thank you for joining us for another session of the 2021 JHHS Shine Conference. My name is Patty Whalen. I am the Evidence-Based Practice Program Coordinator for the Center for Nursing Inquiry. And I'm with a couple or three different people who are going to be talking to you about the publication process. Um, so Erin, why don't you get us started? Where do you work and what's your experience with publication? Hi, I work at Johns Hopkins, Maine. I work for the um, Department of Emergency Medicine, specifically Lifeline. So I do all of the critical care transports in the area. Um, and my publication experience is limited, but growing. Um, so far, I have one evidence-based project, evidence-based practice project that has been published in a pediatric journal. That's awesome. And we're so glad to have you here. And so you can let us know sort of from the more novice side from the beginning how you got started. Um, Ro, can you share with everyone where you work in your publication experience? Sure. Hi, I'm Rowena Milburn and I work at Sibley Memorial Hospital um, in Washington, D.C. I'm a special care nursery nurse, um, night shift bedside nurse, actually. So I, I was told I'm breaking the barriers because as a night shift nurse, I'm very involved. Um, I am published in the Journal for Nurses and Professional Development um, recently, and it's a uh, May-June 2020 issue. And I also have a doctorate of nursing practice degree, so I have my doctor doctoral dissertation published in the ProQuest um, Dissertations Repository. That's awesome, and we're so glad that you are awake with us in daylight hours <laughs> doing yeah. the panel. Um, and then last but not least, Michelle, can you just let us know your background a little bit and your publication experience? Sure. Um, my name is Michelle Cook, and I work at Johns Hopkins All Children's, so I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida. I work in the clinical education department, and my title is a senior education specialist. So my primary area of responsibility is the RN residency program. I'm the program director for that. Um, as far as publishing goes, I still feel like I'm quite a bit of a novice, too. I have published four articles, but I'm not counting. No, just kidding. I've published four, um, but it took me 18 years before as a nurse before I published my first article. So I still feel very much like a novice. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm glad we're here. Everyone's here. And I um, just wanted to point out that we have three different of the JHHS hospitals represented, which I'm super excited about. And I'm so glad that we were able to all get on the Zoom together. Um, so let's jump into it. Erin, uh, can you tell us a little bit about where, how you get started in the publishing world? Right. So my publication um, journey started about, oh, gosh, almost two years ago when I started in the Nursing Scholars Cohort Program at Johns Hopkins. It's a special program where you get to learn a little bit more about nursing inquiry. It starts with um, some classroom stuff. And then as you move through the program, you start getting involved in some active projects and getting to work on um, actual nursing inquiry and working towards publication. And that's where I, I met Maddie. Um, and now I'm, uh, I'm a published author and working on hopefully getting some more stuff published. 
Thanks, Erin. Yeah, that's how you and I met, and it's been so awesome to see you sort of continue this inquiry work over the last couple of years. Um, so we all know that publishing is maybe not the easiest thing that we do as nurses. Um, Ro, can you share with us what one of the hardest thing about publishing is? Yes, um, for me, the most difficult thing about publishing is the process itself, especially when you are new. Um, you need to have both patience and perseverance uh, throughout the entire process because it is long and hard. Our, my own publication, it took 18 months for us to complete from start to finish and definitely involved numerous extensive revisions. And another thing is you don't expect that the first um, journal query that you send out would be the uh, publication that would accept your work. Um, then that, that happened to us. We submitted it to a different journal and ended up publishing in a different journal. So, um, but although very challenging, I learned to work well with my two other nursing colleagues who co-authored with me. And I, and throughout the entire process, we all just lifted each other and make sure that we attained our goal. And, and that's because we firmly believed in our message that is significant and impactful to propel to propelling our nursing profession forward. So, and personally, it was a professional goal of mine. So I was very determined. I did all of the writing work in my own time, and I knew that I was in it for the long haul, no matter what. So just, just keep going. <laughs> so it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Yes, exactly. Um, I'm so glad that you got that published. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so Michelle, we're nurses, um, and nurses always have good stories. Do you have any good publishing stories? I do. I have a few, but I'll share one today. Um, it's from the first time I published. So like I mentioned, it took me 18 years of being a nurse to finally publish. And like Ro, it had been a goal of mine for quite a while. Um, so I found someone that could mentor me. I found a coworker of mine who had published before. And we worked together publishing an innovative educational initiative that we had been working on. And I think it took us at least 18 months, if not longer, just like Rose said. And before we sent it off to the journal, we wanted to get a few of our colleagues' opinions and their feedback. So we sent it to, we carefully chose three different people to send it to from different backgrounds, um, different departments, and we sent it to them and asked for their feedback. And the first two came back very quickly. They pretty much said, great article, love it, um, add a period here, or something like that, like very minimal. And then the third person ripped our paper to the shreds, our manuscript. I mean, you couldn't even see it anymore. There was so much. <laughs> on it. And I looked at it and I just wanted to shut my computer. I was so discouraged. And um, it just seemed overwhelming, the amount of feedback that she gave us. And at the time, this person was the director of nursing research at our hospital. And so she was coming from a very different place than we were. And so we both decided to let it sit for a few days and to just really think about it and not react to it, but instead, you know, think about it and decide how we wanted to respond to her feedback. And so we came back a few days later and we decided to really take it line by line, look from her perspective. And what we realized is that we were so close to the material it, that it made perfect sense to us. But to someone looking from the outside, she had a lot of questions and a lot of things that she didn't understand that we thought we had been clear on. Um, so we ended up revising our paper greatly, like a huge revision. And in the end we that is what we submitted and we liked it much better than our original and we realized it made so much more sense 
to people who weren't as intimately involved once we made those revisions. So I think that my story was I really learned that if you are going to ask for feedback, you have to be willing to take the feedback and not get discouraged. So that is probably my biggest story from publishing is learning that lesson. Yeah, that's great. I, I sometimes think that that feedback is like the best present that you never wanted. It's like super helpful, but it is it can really be difficult. And I think I really like that you said that you took a step back and let it sit a little bit, because I do think that that helps to come with fresh sort of like fresh energy to starting that big editing process. Um, so it sounds like that was a really big undertaking. Um, but would you be able to share with us one of the most rewarding things about publishing? Oh, yes. Um, there are quite a few things that are rewarding, like many steps along the way. So when you when you finish your manuscript and when you're ready to submit it, that's rewarding. And then when you finally get the email saying that it has been accepted by a journal, I mean, that is hugely rewarding. And then, of course, I think the biggest reward is seeing it in print and seeing your name at the top. Um, that is great. But then once that settles, I think even more so it's rewarding to realize that people are out there reading your article and reading about your work and perhaps even implementing your suggestions or thinking of doing things a different way. Um, when someone actually reaches out to you because they read your, your article and they want more information, all of those things are just amazing. So I think there's just not one rewarding thing, but so many rewarding things. Um, and then knowing that you're representing your profession and your organization, just it's the whole thing is a rewarding process, even taking the feedback. Publishing and some of the more interesting things that have happened. Um, but for anyone watching, Erin, can you tell us one next step that someone could take if they're interested in starting to publish a manuscript? I can. So I think the important thing to do is ask yourself two questions. I know you said one, but we're going to go with two. Um, you got to ask yourself what and you got to ask yourself how. So the what you can answer. What is something that you're curious about or what is something that in your practice you're like, oh, we can improve that or oh, this is a problem and how do we fix it? So finding like that curiosity to find something you're passionate about, because if you're passionate about it, you're going to follow through with it. And I think everyone's kind of touched on having that passion um, because you could hit a lot of roadblocks along the way and a lot of stumbling blocks so that to keep your motivation moving forward. And then I think the how question comes after that. And uh, Michelle touched on this a little bit earlier, but finding a mentor when you're brand new to publishing, everything seems really overwhelming and the process seems really daunting. And you're like, oh gosh, how can I, how can I do this all by myself? And, but you don't have to do it by yourself. You can look within your department or in your unit and look for someone that's been published before, or if you're lucky enough to work in a hospital where you have committees and um, departments that are specifically geared towards research and inquiry, you can reach out to them and they can kind of help guide you through the steps you need to take to help you be super successful. Yeah, I think a thing that we're sort of noticing is everyone's been mentioning mentors and how, and you know, if knowing everyone um, is everyone's experience on the panel today, I know that I have personally been involved in some of the projects and hopefully given some guidance and I've had a mentor and it was incredibly helpful. Um, so thank you for sharing, Erin. Ro, can you share with us one of your most proud moments in publishing? Sure, and similar to Michelle, I am extremely proud of the fact that 
my name is out there in print, but more import importantly, that the finished products are being used to educate future and current nurses. I think one of the proudest moment or flattering moment that I received was actually for my doctoral dissertation when a librarian from out of state reached out to me. I think she tried to find me in the assembly directory just to actually get a full text copy of my dissertation. So I think knowing that, that I am doing some strong impact for the, the patient outcomes and the practices of our nurses and the best practice nurses um, was truly, truly a proud moment for me. And we are the profession that has the closest proximity to patients, so we know what works well and best for them. So I am truly believe that you know inquiry work should be a top priority and should be part of our daily nursing practice. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, but I have to admit I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> we have talked about a lot of information, um, so for everyone watching, um, Erin, can you just tell us if someone's going to walk away from, after watching this video with one thing, what is one thing that you want nurses to know about publishing? I think the one thing that I would want people to know is it's achievable. It, like when you sit down and think about it, it seems like this huge process. And even as a bedside nurse, like, like Ro mentioned, like we're the closest to the patients. Um, and we can do this like this is a very attainable thing and you can work through the process so don't feel like as a bedside nurse like this is out of your reach like you can achieve this it's something you can't do awesome so you can do it is, is your one thing right uh michelle what about you do you have, what's the one thing that you want people to walk away from walk away from this um, i think for me it's i know that aaron touched on this briefly but we do things all the time in our practice, whether you're at the bedside or whether you're like me in teaching or in research, whatever you're doing, we do things all the time that are innovative and exciting. But because we're the ones doing them, I think that we forget how innovative and exciting they are and that they might be meaningful to share with others. And so if you're waiting for this grand idea to come to you, that might happen, but you might want to take a step back and look at what you're already doing. Or like Aaron mentioned, questions that you have or things that you're interested in, because I believe that we do things all the time that are worthy of publishing. So um, I think just taking a step back, looking at what you're already doing or what you're interested in, and not necessarily waiting for that grand idea to come to you about what to publish. Awesome. So really, you're already doing it. You're already on that path, um, is what you're saying. Um, and then Ro, can you uh, sort of close us out? What is one thing that you want people to know when they walk away from watching the video? I would like for people to know to believe in your message, get out there, do it, utilize the resources that you have, and don't forget about them, that we do have the resources and you're not alone. So just persevere and get out there and get your voices heard. Awesome. And thank you for mentioning resources. Um, I always need to put a plug in for the Center for Nursing Inquiry. We are available to the, the departments of nursing across the health system. We love answering big questions, small questions, middle-sized questions. So feel free to email us at nursinginquiry at jhmi.edu if you are interested in publishing your work. Thank you for joining us.
Thank you for joining us for that encore presentation of our SHINE Conference 2021. You can find that and all of our other inquiry tools and recordings from SHINE and our other resources on the website. Center for Nursing Inquiry has a website inside hopkinsmedicine.org, as well as a public page that you can Google, Hopkins Center for Nursing Inquiry, or you can email us at nursinginquiry at johnshopkinsjhmi.edu. Thank you and see you again sometime soon.